Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Salvatry here, and today we have a three-game LPL, just the China League slate, but we still have $175,000 prize pool. Crazy for the Sunday slate that is technically going to be starting early in the morning on the East Coast uh, for Sunday, April 19th. We have that three-game slate, 50K up top, going to get into it today. But before we do, I want to make an announcement that down below in the description, hopefully by the time you're seeing this, it's still available, there's going to be about six spots left in a best ball for free to enter mock draft that I'm doing tonight. I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be recording the mock draft. It's about 20 seconds per pick. It shouldn't take all that long, uh, maybe a half hour of your time, and I'm going to be putting that recording edited and putting it up on YouTube. So if you want to be featured in it, I'll probably, I'm going to be analyzing it as I go, mainly my picks, but potentially other picks that I find interesting off the board, things like that. So we're going to be doing a mock draft with the viewers. I'm going to be trying to do this on a weekly basis when the NFL season gets closer, but definitely want to do it once before the draft and then once after the draft just to see uh, the strategy change there, the real draft. So the mock draft, that's going to be tonight at 7 p.m. East Coast time. It's already halfway filled, a 12-team league. Uh, Check it out. It's linked below. I'll link it to the tweet because I can't link directly to the site. Otherwise, I risk uh, getting a strike from YouTube for sending people to a gambling site fantasy site but uh yeah check that out i'm free totally free to enter no gimmicks about it i'm going to be creating some content on that this video is sponsored by monkey knife fight and below in the in the corner if you deposit their minimum of ten dollars they'll send you fifteen dollars for free and also i'll send you the league of legends course that i created a thirty dollar value so you can check out monkey knife fight all the awesome stuff that they have their props are going to be up a little bit later today as i record this at 5 40 a.m east coast time and check out all the stuff that i have going out i'm going to be trying to pump out a daily season long video uh, we've done the last two days i have one scheduled up for today to release around 9 or 10 a.m east coast time so check out all that stuff let me know any uh, other interests that you have in terms of season long content that you like to see right now i'll get that mock draft up as well probably by tomorrow so thank you for being here we crushed through 20,000 subscribers I'm going to be doing some sort of a giveaway once I can think about that later today. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate all the support from everyone. Pretty cool to see that yesterday. Uh, Pretty awesome accomplishment uh, from everybody in the community. So on this slate today, three games. You have Invictus Gaming currently is like a 1,400 favorite over LNG. That's wild. You have JD Gaming as a minus 500 favorite over LGD. And then the closest odds are minus 357 favorite Edward Gaming over Team Wii. So three huge favorites today. Team Wii being the smallest underdog um, and I say smallest at plus 256, uh, you have at JD gaming at plus 342 and then LNG who has been known to get huge upsets over the past month, about two or three times plus 683 underdog. Um, what you're getting in these matchups today for Invictus Gaming against LNG. Invictus Gaming leads the slate with 16.6 kills per contest. LNG dies the third most times on the slate at 14.7. Invictus Gaming actually dies the most on the slate. So not only do they produce the most kills at 16.6 per contest, they actually die the most times on the slate as well at 15.2 times per contest. In the matchup between JD Gaming and LGD, JD Gaming is only dying 9.5 times per contest, the least on the slate, while their opponent, uh, LGD, is going to be dying the second most times on the slate at 15 per contest, only behind Invictus Gaming. And then you get the matchup that potentially, based on Vegas, is going to be the closest of the day at Brew Gaming versus Team Wii. Team Wii actually produces barely, it's pretty much a virtual tie at 14 kills per contest each. Edward Gaming, though, only dying 10.2 times per contest, the second fewest on the slate. Edward Gaming's 1.35 KDR is the second best on the slate. Team Wii is by far the, in terms of Vegas, in terms of all the analytics that you're going to look at, looking at kill-death ratio, 
looking at dragon control lane control they're by far the fourth best team on the slate ahead of the two other underdogs and that's exactly what the vegas odds are showing so when you go through it today it's going to be difficult to on a three game slate want to completely fade everyone like invictus gaming currently in the mornings minus 1400 favorite we'll see where that times out by the end of the day if they get to like minus 1500 starts moving even more in their direction as the day goes on it's going to be hard to get away from them, but it's also hard to recommend completely fading LNG um, because they're going to be 2% owned on a three-game slate, maybe 3% owned with an upside of like that 3%, 5, 4 or 5% to actually win the slate, um, and it, it's going to be hard to get different. So uh, one way to get different, well, just run all these teams and get unique within your lineups. I do think that getting different by having your one-offs, um, if you if you decide to go 4-2-1 on a three-game slate, and then you really have to get everything right in terms of the victories, but one of your one-offs being a mid lane or an AD carry, uh, it makes your lineup more unique because those players are normally expensive. Those are normally players that people aren't squeezing into their lineups. So it makes your lineup unique that way if you want to do um, either a 4-2-1 or a 4-1-1, uh, which is a 4-1-1-1 uh, is, is going to have a losing player in your lineup. So that's probably not the goal that you want to get to today, but a 4-3, a 4-2-1, a three three one, but that one off spot that you want to get to, um, if you can get it to being a high upside player, not a lot of people are going to have that because of the price points. I found that to be a little bit interesting as of late. So yeah, the shy, your favorites are going to be the ones that stand out. The shy is the best top laner on the slate in terms of damage percentage, in terms of kills per contest. Fine when it comes to assists, all that. Zoom at JD Gaming at 6,200 though. If you're talking about pure value, if you're talking about upside, leads the slate in assists per contest by 1.7. Um, leads the slate in creep score. Damage percentage is fine. If you're talking about pure upside for the price point, I do think that Zoom at 6,200 is probably the best top lane play uh, on the slate. A minus 500 favorite. They practically win every single time that Zoom has started uh, through 14 games now since returning about a week, a week and a half ago. So Zoom, the shy in that order. And if you are trying to look for the underdogs here, I mean, Morgan is probably the one that stands out the most. We'll see who starts for LGD against JDD. I imagine it's going to be Lies, but Morgan's probably the one that stands out the most, has started 35 games this year, the second most on the slate behind the shy. So I would go Zoom, the shy, um, in terms of the three big favorites, I'd go Zoom, the Shy, and then Gino. If Gino's going to start, and then Morgan as the one underdog. Zoom and the Shy kind of on a tier of their own right now. And it's going to be hard. Like if you're playing 150 lineups tonight, or if you're playing to say one to five lineups tonight, um, and you're trying to get different. Well, here here's the thing. I have a lot of people reaching out because they usually don't play a ton of. Um, dfs or they're just getting into it now or they're starting to learn a little bit more and they're telling me that you're if you're playing if you're watching this and you're playing one lineup and do 150 max and max and your expectations are that you have a chance to win that night in theory you have a chance you are never going to win that night i'm not trying to crush anybody's dreams put that one lineup into a single entry at 20 max or three max uh, i wouldn't really i'm not going to recommend cash games for this but one of those types of things for upside. Um, but if you are continuously putting one to five lineups into a 150 max lineup, if I have 150 lineups in a contest and you have one, I'm going to beat you pretty much every single time. Now take that actual comparison that I'm doing and, and magnify that out to the, the huge 20,000 person fields where not only is it my 150, it's it's awesome. It's, it's, it's bricks. It's people who are way better than me uh, at DFS at professionally doing this and making all their income off of it. Like it's, it is so hard to actually win with your one to five to even 10 to 20 lineups in a 150 max. So like the people that are reaching out saying, I haven't been winning. Well, in theory, you're only going only 20% of the field wins a night, right? 80% loses a night. That's that's only 20% gets paid out a night in 150 max. And you're competing against 150 lineup people or even 100 lineup people with your one lineup. 
And then that's also that's also assuming that you all have the exact same skill set, which isn't true. Your odds of actually winning or even cashing are so, so minimal um, over the long run that you're, you're burning your money. But if you realize that you're burning your money and you understand that you're just doing it for entertainment, that's fine. But if you're reaching out to me and you're saying, how, why am I losing? I, I, this makes no sense. It, it's a pure odds game. You're, you're putting your money in the worst possible spot. Playing one lineup in a 150 max lineup continues to be the worst possible spot for realizing ROI in DFS no matter the contest. So that was a little bit of a rant there, but I've had probably in the last week like 10 people reaching out saying that, that they're not winning. And I said, well, what's your contest selection? I'm playing the big GBP. How many lineups? Uh, two to three a night. Well, you're never going to win. It doesn't matter the sport. You're just never going to win. Um, now somebody might come in here and say, I won $10,000 once doing that. Okay, well, you out of the uh, 50,000 people that have watched my channel are probably one of the only people that has done that um, with your one lineup. So it's probably not the strategy that you want to aim for. Uh, with that being said, heading over to the mid lane now. Yeah, the mid lane options that I'm going to be looking at, um, they're, they're priced in the order that you would want them. Uh, rookie and Scout well, actually, to be honest with you, um, Scout is is definitely going to be the second best mid lane option on the sleet when you factor in the Vegas odds. But Teachama as the best underdog uh, mid lane option makes it a little bit less appealing. So uh, Rookie, Yigeu from JD Gaming, Scout and Teachama probably in that order is where I would go. Teachama by far the best underdog leads the sleet in kill participation, assist percentage, uh, pretty much tied for second in kills per contest. When you start to go down a little bit more, there's really not anybody that stands out. Like I don't want, I don't really want Maple from LNG. Um, even in a victory, I might even on a three game set. You're probably not going to be able to get away from it. Really good damage percentage. Um, all these players will be in my player pool. I guess is a way to put it. Depending on ownership is where I'll get to them. But it's probably going to be, be me just getting unique within my stack. So there's a three three one, a four two one, um, and getting my one off to be a little bit different today. Uh, and then in my four three stacks, I'll have some chalk ones, but I'll be sure to throw those out as I sort through my lineups. I make 150 lineups, but I sort through like out of 400 and pick the best ones based on ownership, based on projection. Um, so I'll be throwing out some chalky ones that spend all the money just because I'd rather not split it a ton of ways. And then I'll try and keep some four or three stacks that seem okay. That won't be split a ton of ways because I'm fine splitting it with like three people. Um, and then also as I get down, I'll keep obviously the four or three stacks that are a little bit more unique, whether it's because of the captain or the the other team that's stacked in there. Um, so yeah, rookie, Tichima, Scout, Yeo, Yegeo, nothing else below that. Like Maple and Yuki are going to be in my exposures, but they don't stand out. Um, even in victories, they won't really stand out all that much. Support players is another one. Like if you get a support player on a losing team, the three support players that lose today, there's no shot that they're actually going to do anything for you. Support players um, on losing teams, draw dead. They draw absolutely no points. So you want the support player on the winning team, which probably means that I'm only going to be taking the four best odds teams here, the three favorites, and then missing from Team Wee as the underdog. Missing from Team Wee, tied for the lead on this slate uh, when it comes to assists per contest, second in kills per contest, number one in damage percentage. I mean, this is a great support player. You just need to get the victory. So Southwind's going to be on a tier of his own when it comes to support players at 6,200. Tier two is probably Lemayu, and then tier three is going to be uh, Miko and missing from the exact same game. Um, because Miko is such a big favorite, I'm going to give Miko the edge, but missing is, is firmly in play as probably the second best overall support player on the entire slate. Um, you can argue with Lemayu that it, it's two and three, but Southwind a tier of his own. Southwind just 6,200. I mean, these price points are, are dirt cheap for uh, these players. Now, if you really want to gain an edge here and you're playing one lineup into the 150 max and you're saying, ah, I could win, like, I could beat those odds. Well, you can't. But uh, number two, you're probably going to have to like play a team like LNG um, unless you want to. The one time that your 150 lineup actually pops off for you and you're splitting it uh, 200 ways and you only came home with $350 or $400 for first place, you might think that that's good. But man, you just used your one time, your one time in maybe a year or really if you're playing one, one lineup, um, 
in 150 max, if you plan to win the realistic outcome, I don't have the percentages here with me is that you're winning once every few years. Um, and most people can't sustain a bankroll that long, or at least have the disposable income to or get just tired of losing. So if you, you if you waste that once every four years of victory um, on a on a on a time where you split it a ton of ways, that is brutal. That is not realizing your expected value, your EV. So um, yeah, I do think that if you are going to play that way, you either have to get really different a four two one with unique one offs and and interesting captain options, or you just straight up say I'm going to take Edward Gaming as my four man stack. I'm going to take LNG as the upset as my three man stack. That's not a fantastic strategy. If I'm playing 150 lineups, I'm not going to have a lot of those. But if you're playing one lineup, you need to generate leverage somewhere. So here at the AD carry, um, yeah, I think that the the my favorite AD carry when I factor in price, like Puff is fantastic. Puff is going to be great. Puff, Hope, and Loken and Zhang Ming, Zhang Ming are are four incredible. You can even throw Kramer for uh, another example in there. Are, are some incredible. I mean, Kramer leads the slate in kill participation, leads the slate in damage percentage as the fifth most expensive player here. So all these AD carries are really fun to get to. When I factor in price, I think Loken from JD Gaming might be the best option. Just factoring in price to get a little bit cheaper. Like you get a you get a favorite, a minus five hundred favorite, second best in the slate. A player that leads the slate in creep score per minute, average kills per contest, dies the second least in the slate at just seventy four hundred. That's a pretty easy spot to slide into your captain spot and still have the ability to throw puff into your your eighty carry spot or hope into your eighty carry spot, right? So I do like the price point for what Logan allows you to do lineup construction wise. All these favorites look fantastic. Young Meng looks fantastic. Young Meng in a victory for Team Lee today would likely be would likely be a bloody contest uh, with both teams generating 14 kills per contest it would likely be uh, a top one or two highest scoring player on the slate um so yeah i think Loken just at that price point really allows you to do a lot with your lineups as we continue to go here please do hit the subscribe button um let me know down below well first of all be sure to get into the uh, the contest tonight it's going to be at 7 p.m i'm going to be drafting and recording it uh, on drafters.com there's a link below we're about 60 we're, we're six out of 12 people filled for that one uh, so by the time you're watching this it might be filled so just check the link down below it'll send you over to twitter where that link over on twitter will send you to, to there um it's sort of an end around so i don't get a i don't get a ban from youtube and then also check out Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, awesome stuff they have over there. If you're not playing their props, I usually like to put their props on the screen, but they're not out yet because I'm recording this so early in the morning. Maybe I can urge them to try and get them out a little bit earlier each day. Uh, but their props, it's fun stuff, kills, assists, uh, fantasy points, which I have projections for on Patreon, which you can check out all my stuff there. Yeah, Monkey Knife Fight, ton of fun. If you sign up for the first time, $10 is the minimum deposit. They'll give you a $15 bonus. I'll give you my League of Legends course. A little bit of a bam, bam, pow, pow. How can you beat that deal right there? Canopy. Canopy from, so junglers, um, Canopy is going to be a jungler that probably stands above the rest here uh, from JD. So JD gaming, not the most expensive really at any position until we got the jungler. Now Canopy leads the slate in creep score per minute, in damage percentage, in kill participation, in kills by almost one per contest over anybody else. Canopy at 7,200, the only jungler to be above $7,000, $400 more expensive than the next closest. I think Canopy's on a tier of his own today, but Liang from Invictus Gaming is a minus 1,400 favorite. If Liang continues to get the start today um, over Ning, which has been the case as of late, at just 6,600, Liang does stand out at minus a 1,400 favorite. So there are options here. I think Canopy, even though most expensive, would be my number one option if you're just building one lineup and trying to get a little bit of a, a different lineup. I do think you could throw Canopy into the captain spot. There's nothing completely wrong uh, with that. So Canopy, Liang in that order, Beishang from Team Wee is somebody as an underdog that you want to keep an eye out for as a big underdog as well for a Peanut, a plus 342 underdog. Peanut and a victory as a jungler. He's somebody that I probably don't want in my captain spot because then I would rather have the LGD uh, AD carry and or mid laner, uh, but that's a, a good spot to get to. So 
Lots of these jungles are in play. The only one that I might actually cross out is XX from LNG. I don't really want to get there all that much. Ning's probably not going to start. We'll see who starts for Edward Gaming. So Canavi, Liang, Beisheng, uh, those are three players that really do stand out. Obviously, whoever starts for Edward Gaming will be uh, in play. If it's GG, GG. Um, I'll actually see who has to start here, but if it's GG, GG would lead the slate in assist per contest out of all the starters, which is at least something to point out. So that's where I'm at with the positional players team. I'll just throw on the, the page right now. So thank you for tuning in. The teams, I will have every single one of these teams in my, my exposures. I probably won't even cross out LNG since it's only a six game slate. I'm not going to cross out their players, so I might not even cross out their actual team spots. The best team spot that I see on here right now is JD Gaming. Just in victories, they're averaging the most points per contest. They have the best kill death ratio. They actually are a nice little discount off of Invictus Gaming of 5,600. They die the least per contest. So I actually feel the best about JD Gaming. Who the hell knows? I can go out all out the window with what's going on in the League of Legends the last few weeks, but I feel the best about them as a stack today. I assume their ownership will be high. Um, Invictus Gaming, feel completely fine about them as well. That Edward Gaming team, we will see where the ownership lies on each side, but I think getting unique within your stacks today, instead of just trying to jam in these crappy underdogs in LGD and LNG, um, I think getting unique within your stacks is going to be more, and creative really, is going to be more important. So thank you for tuning into this video. Check out my Patreon down below if you have not yet subscribed over there. About 300 people getting a ton of esports value. Call of Duty stuff is going out next week. The models will be built for that today as well. Uh, so thank you. Appreciate the support. The continued support through this esports revolution uh, and surge here. The renaissance of esports, if you will. So thank you. My name is Sal. Take care. Have a great start to your weekend. Great rest of your day. And I will see you in the next one.